Hello and welcome to the No Holes Barred Witchcraft Podcast. And this episode has nothing to do with money magic, despite being called Inherited Wealth. This, I warn you now, is going to be an elitist episode because I think some people miss us being extremely elitist and, um, you know, shitting on other people's magical practices, Chris. And I think that the worst way of doing that is by talking about this concept of inherited wealth within occultism. Wealth being knowledge, experience, and power. Okay. So, inherited wealth. Can you discuss or explain the basic concept? Okay. I suppose the best way of putting it and the politest way before we start being rude is to basically say some of us are born with certain access and by that I mean people that come into this lifetime or this current lifetime with access to their previous ones and therefore have access to their greater knowledge banks and often with knowledge comes power and therefore um, also come with inherited power also. So that's the kind of inherited we're talking about. From themselves. From themselves. They inherit it from themselves, <laughs> technically. So this is where they ruin that phrase that I used to like, uh, but the New Ages went and fucked it over, which is the, uh, you know, greater self um, which is the best way of describing what we're talking about here, is being able to pull information, skills, power from the sum of your parts rather than just this current part. The higher self. Yeah. Also, being linked to your higher self from day one, from birth. So, and not having to go through this process of attempting throughout multiple lifetimes to get there. Like the whole film, Philema thing is attempting and like all of these various rituals where you connect to your holy garden angel and all that and then have all these eerie cool powers. Yeah, some people just born with that. Yeah. Um would you like to put a na 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 on the end of that Chris? <laughs> no, I would never be so childish. That's definitely something you'd do. Um but feel free to do okay. one for both of us. Well, I was getting at, with that, I was getting at it, would you say or admit that you are in this group of, you know, inherited snobs that never had to work a day in their (laughs) life because they've got all this money? Oh, no, wait a minute, we're not talking about money. These people that just, well, they don't even bother waving their hand because that's too much effort with regards to magic. They just think about what they want to happen and they just pull the energies, you know. Oh, you want to connect with Grandad? Uh, I can see him in the corner, but I'm not really going to bother to channel him <laughs> for you because uh, that's not really my uh, old man juices. Simple. Gross. In other words, are you one of these elitist super witches? And were you an elitist super witch from birth, or did you work really hard <laughs> and eventually get there super quick in one lifetime? Um, I have to say I'm one of the former. Um, Okay. I like daddy's money and I'm going to continue spending daddy's (laughs) money for the rest of my existence. And I might even feel like spending next lifetime's energy too. (laughs) Who's the daddy though, Chris? (laughs) Use the daddy. That would be telling. You is the daddy. That would be telling. (laughs) <laughs> let's just say okay. why do why ask somebody else to do it when you do it so much better <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoken like a true asexual <laughs> <laughs> so anyway how does this help the listener well it doesn't really help the listener <laughs> No. <laughs> I think this is this what, is what they call gloating, isn't it? This is So let's pull something out of <laughs> I'll pull something out of my ass which makes this not so much about gloating and more about 
are actually helping the would-be witch or listener or the uh, person that's on their way of becoming a super witch. Um, and I'd like to start by talking about pop culture. And I know little Delphi's not going to like it because I said the term pop culture and she's going to think, oh, you're going to start talking about Harry Potter or some shit on Netflix. <laughs> no, I'm talking about general pop culture and the idea that you see it in a lot of films. I'm born a witch. I find out that I have witchy powers when I get to the age of 16 or 18 or whatever the fuck it is. And all that kind of thing. The concept of real witches in pop culture, they don't train and learn. They're either a witch from birth or not. Because I've seen this perpetuated through the 90s with... Actual students often asking, am I a witch? Am I a witch? Aren't I a witch? Do I have the sight? And psychics often use that as a marketing tool to say, oh, I was thrice blessed, which means I can see a little bit better down she down the road. So come to me. (laughs) Don't go to her. She can only hear the spirits. I can see them (laughs) and smell them, you know? Um, And the idea that, oh, well, you must come to me because you can't do it yourself. And I think we need to get into that. I think we need to get into the nitty-gritty of what someone can do themselves, what people struggle to do themselves, and that kind of what in um, athletics and fitness, and that's often referred to as genetic advantages... Yeah. Body composition. Natural, well, let's talk about advantages that <laughs> natural born talent, essentially. Yeah, um, the mm, I have talent, but I'm also developing that talent. Versus, I'm talentless, but I'm still want to give it a go. <laughs> you know, so I think we should talk a little bit about that. Uh, but where do you want to start with it? What should we pull apart first? Um, I suppose we should pull apart first this idea of um, <laughs> witch blood. Or do you want to leave that one to later? Because that's kind of where some people will be thinking we're talking about. So I don't know if it's one of those things that you kind of have to get rid of very quickly. So we can make it quite clear. We're not talking about witch blood. We're not talking about inherited magic okay, yeah. that's come down a bloodline. We're not talking about... Um, you know. So do you want to get the racism uh, stuff out of the way where people talk about, oh, well, you can't practice this because you're not of that blood and all that sort of thing? Yeah, that one. Which means that basically you've got some white guy saying, well, you can play with swords and pretend to be a Viking, but I'm allowed to work a little bit of hoodoo because hoodoo, of course, comes from Africa. Which everything about that is completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously that's not my thoughts. That's just what you hear these fucking idiots go about saying, you know? Yeah. Do I need to tell the listeners why that's wrong? I would hope that given that they're listening to us, they probably understand that hoodoo doesn't come from Africa. They probably understand that you don't need (laughs) to be a Viking looking dude to play around with Viking magic. Yeah. You know? And all of the other shit. Yeah. But what I kind of want to just point out on that, because I don't feel we need to explain what that actually means. What I think what needed to be said was basically saying that we're not talking about inherited blood. So not we're not talking about physical body DNA from that point of view. But there is magic with that. There is magic from that as well, but what, which is what people get confused with. Yeah, which is why we're not trying. I'm trying to make it clear that that's not what we're currently talking about, and what we're actually talking about here is what I would call soul magic. Um, so what you're pulling from your greater self. Um, this is your magic in all the versions of you there have been and will be. We're not talking about you having an inherited, born. You know, on the a 12th son of a 12th son situation, um, you know, kind of, you know, we're not talking about that. And obviously, I know it's 7th, I'm just being uh, pedantic. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of 
take that off the table why we have this bit of discussion otherwise um, people might get confused with what we're talking about so which bit do you want to hit first Liam I think that we should breeze over the blood concept and the blood magic because I know we're going to go into that on more detail in other podcasts so if your magical system relies upon you pulling information through your blood or using any form of blood sorcery blood magic any form of ancestral working which let's be fair is 90 percent of the magic that you tend to come across in these days um then that is outside of this that is a form of magic that you would probably on a hierarchy scale think of as lower magic lower form of magic because what you're talking about is you're saying yes your blood holds a key to working with everything that came before it potentially anything that came after that but remember your blood is still just linked to this universe yeah <laughs> so what we're talking about was we're talking about everything everything you in any way shape or form have ever been ever will be or or is currently yeah so when you're talking about accessing that system we normally talk about and again i'll breeze over this the idea of you as an incarnation you as a person are a twig that twig is attached to a branch that branch is this universe that branch connects to a tree trunk that tree trunk holds multiple branches containing multiple uh, multiple twigs i.e multiple universes if you're talking about using blood sorcery you're probably talking about using and interacting with you as a twig and then other twigs that have come before you that are linked through your bloodline talents for certain things the biological parts that you utilize with magic so to a certain extent there's a certain amount of um psychic work psychic ability and that that can be transferred because of physiological changes in the brain which can be inherited again so there are things like that yes the sort of thing where you are born with genetic advantages we aren't necessarily talking about that that's again a lot smaller than what we're actually talking about we're talking about if using the bullshit neoplatonist idea i'm just going to use that because it's something you can google although it's flawed there is everything you are an ex- you are an aspect of everything therefore because you're connected to everything you know and are everything from this perspective what you're talking about is being born with not just the knowledge of the theory of that but being born with the direct connection whereby you do actually are connected to everything and can pull in whatever the human brain can can cope with anyway without overloading and breaking that's what you're talking about you're talking about being a advanced witch a a super witch i think they call it on social media now so that's what we're talking about i think it's important to talk about the pros and cons of this though because if you are a super witch you're born a super witch you can attempt to become a super witch but that is through obviously the effort thing what we're really focused on on here is people that put no effort into it and they've already got it because there is no there isn't really anywhere out there that caters to that information not at all um and most of the time it's the case of people lacking sympathy for extremely rich people saying well if i had their money i wouldn't be crying I wouldn't be depressed. I wouldn't be upset. When actually money, having lots of money just brings different problems. Yeah. And so with the connection you have as a super witch, if you're born a super witch, then obviously you would have that and do that for a reason because you you decided to incarnate as a super witch, remember. I say remember because that's kind of a joke because they should remember it yeah. if they're a super witch. I got it. Um, yeah, 
But um, you didn't laugh, Chris, and it was hilarious. It wasn't hilarious, but nice try. Okay, but well, that's my attempt at humour. So, anyway, the difficulties <laughs> that arise with it. One of the difficulties is imagine being locked in a daycare or nursery with a bunch of children, but not the babies that cry, the children that ask questions all fucking day. Why? 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 That's what the one of the things that people and super witches often will content with. They're content not with people coming to them and asking them questions. What they're what they have to put up with is they have to put up with all of the information around them they see as absolute bullshit. That's probably a telltale sign <laughs> that you're dealing with a super witch. <laughs> is that they look at all of the information that's out there and they look at the so say masters that are around teaching and doing stuff and professionals and they think, oh my god, this is the state of this place. Um, and there's nothing really <laughs> wrong with the masters. There's nothing wrong with that because they're attempting and they've achieved so much, some of them. have achieved yeah. so much. But compared to the super witch, it really is nothing. Who's going, but back in my day, we did things properly. Yeah. Um, it's... It's tricky because it, it's <laughs> the thing is you've gone for probably the most elitist of the cons. Um, I was thinking of course more. I on, have. <laughs> I was thinking more on the level of um, which is such a robot Liam answer, but is actually the fact that the trickiest part is not knowing what to do with that information. If you're not surrounded by people who are also feeling the same, um, overwhelmed by the knowledge you have access to, but no understanding as to where it comes from. Um, because unfortunately, unlike the uh, true, you know, the idea of the natural witch, and hence why we're not using that term, but is because the idea of the natural witch, the kind of blood inherited witch, is the fact that, oh, one day grandma or uh, great granny will have left some kind of book that gives them all the secrets, um, that there is some kind of inherent way of actually reading that. So, oh, would, you know, oh, grandma didn't write anything down, so let's summon her and talk about it. You know, at least you have a connection that you could pull back on and kind of go, oh, OK, can you explain why this keeps happening, grandma? What happen, tends to happen with these um, these super witches that are born into... They're normally born into completely muggle families. Um, sorry, um, but I'm hoping uh, little Delphi will understand the word muggle. Um, so, because I know that was a pop culture reference. But you Mundane. know... It... No, little Delphi reads Harry Potter, I think. I think she's okay. aware of Harry Potter, so she should understand muggle as the okay. term. So the, you know, it is, we're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about the option to go and ask some great dead relative that would hopefully know something about the family secret, because that's always the phrase, isn't it? The family secret. Anyway, um, but the, is the fact that actually they're normally going to be born into muggle families. Um, you might be born into families where, you know, like Liam was saying, the, there is a natural-born um, genetic part that ha makes the psychic part easier because obviously that's required. Um, but actually, a lot of the kind of super witches I've ever met um, have completely muggle families. There's not a witch amongst them. Um, so, you know, actually coming into that, that kind of world and not knowing how to deal with that... You can understand why a lot of super witches end up in the nut house, um, because you've got this overwhelming information that you have no, nothing you could do about, um, and no one's there to teach you how to use it. So, um, luckily, a lot of the a lot of the uh, super witches that I've met um, um, in my time 
um, come, are born also with this level of superiority and elitism um, that seems to be naturally there, which kind of reminds them constantly that they are right and therefore <laughs> therefore they have the confidence to actually pursue some of the some of the crafts that they are capable of doing um but the sorry i've i've gone straight into your elitist round too i've i've just attempted to go in the opposite direction i've ended up exactly back there good luck with um, that what what's the current time on your computer because i had a little bit of a computer fart so what does it say i'll just edit this bit out Oh, uh, 2040. That's fine. That's all right. It's kept recording then. Okay. Right, so where are we going next then? If you've uh, devolved into being extremely elitist, should we just make this podcast about trying to be more and more and more elitist and offend as many people as possible? Because I think that you need to surrender yourself to being extremely humble to progress in occultism because unless you're a super witch <laughs> it's the simple answer to that because I've met a lot of people that have come from and they always ask the same thing they always talk about the same thing how did you discover your path how did you come to magic how did you do that well that's the short shit simple question of saying well I had to discover this at some point you know, I had to work out that this magic thing was real. I had to do some experiment and I had to put a lot of fucking effort in. And I had to go through so much stuff that I thought was absolute crap and try it. Until I found the real stuff. And with a super witch, it's kind of like, ah oh, yeah, I realised uh, what all of the shit was. And there wasn't any books that were around that actually taught me anything because I already knew it all. Um, and that rare books that I do tend to find that are written for me, such as the three books of the cult philosophy, are a um, pamphlet that you get at the train station or airport showing you cool things to do in the local area. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. And they're not designed to teach. <laughs> no, but the, I must say, the one thing that um, Agrippa does do by by having such a text available is kind of um kind of orientate yourself in mm, what yeah. universe you're in that's what it design, kind of gave, designed essentially to do though isn't it you know it kind of reminds you oh okay physics works that way here like you know that kind of kind of like, oh okay yeah okay i know which body i'm in um I know it's genetic Paul is here for me to play with, um, you know, and I think that's the bit that will probably <laughs> really confuse lots of people that listen to us and probably make them hate us even more. Um, but it is that kind of it is we're talking about innate knowledge, you know, we're talking about actually looking at something going, who wrote this? And, but with everything you ever read, yes, it's we're talking exhausting. Yeah, we're, we're talking about an Egyptologist, right? Doing a documentary, you watching that documentary and thinking, I remember when I taught the person who taught the Egyptians a bit <laughs> about that, and um, that documentary is wrong. <laughs> That's the sort of elitism you're you're dealing with. Um, also, with regards yeah. to listening to scientists and top-level scientists, particularly in the realm of physics, try and explain how something works. And you think, ah, you've got to that point, I see. Elitism. So, yeah. maybe we should take a step back from the elitism before we lose... Okay people because we are not on the patreon bit and we're supposed to really keep all the real bad stuff for the patreon aren't we with all the other elitist assholes because we are elitist assholes i don't think there's any question of that uh we try every day no we don't pretend less elitist 
and we do quite a good job, I dare say, at doing that, which should give you some indication of what we actually think, <laughs> given mm. that we censor ourselves, and this is the result of the censorship. Um, growing up as a super witch, is it you're a baby in a crib looking up and thinking, oh, what is it all these fucking idiots doing, goo goo gaga? Is it the concept like what a lot of mundanes or beginners have, which is when I was a kid, I saw everything, I knew everything, and then I was conditioned to forget? Or is it actually the opposite? Is it more like you training your cats, Chris? <laughs> With having to wait and push them only when the biological parts are ready? Yes. Yeah. That's going to be totally missed on so many people. But yes, that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about, Liam. So, <laughs> you know, we're talking about that, of the fact that the body still needs to develop. So, you know, we still need to learn how to push ourselves, what is possible. Um, and by that, I don't mean what is actually possible, because we know those things. What we're talking about is what this body, this meat suit is capable of doing within this time frame. What access do we have? How does your body metabolise energy, um, etc. Is is all the parts that you have to figure out as you go. Um, and the biggest problem <laughs> is as keeping and maintaining that connection to all those other knowledges. So, you know, at the end of the day, this meat suit is only designed for holding so much. Um, so you very quickly have to learn <laughs> how how to make the most use um, of the time that you have. And I don't mean years. What I'm talking about is how much information can I stuff in my head as a download temporarily to then write three things down that I actually needed to remember and then forget it all. Um, because there is no way that you could store all that information and have permanent access to it in your mundane meat suit. Um, hashtag so... Google Drive. <laughs> hashtag Google Which, Drive. To explain what Chris is talking about to in a mundane perspective, if you think of computers and the evolution of computers, you have a computer in front of you remember from the 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 90s and the and the noughties you had the little tower and the screen and all that sort of stuff all of this shit all of the programs everything is on the computer okay in the body in the brain when we're talking about other stuff we're talking about nowadays the system that in an advanced witch uses or a um Super Witch would use is that it's like a Google Drive. Yes, the computer has storage unit and it does keep some stuff on the hard drive on the computer, but actually, really, all you want the computer for is to load up Internet Explorer or Chrome or something, log into your Google Drive, and then all your stuff's there. So yeah. it's a case of the computer doesn't take things and store it in the brain in the mind in the body what you do is you pull and push information as and when you want to change something or download something so all of that through multiple lifetimes that is how you're able to do it is that all of the information stays intact outside of this universe and you're just accessing it now like when you get a new computer like with a new body, you have to go through the standard startup. You have to yeah. put name the computer. It has to do a sort of whirly wheelie thing. It has to tell you, you know, which country are you in, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. That's what we call childhood. <laughs> That's the case yes. of you understand from day one what you're attempting to do, but it's not a difficult process because it is literally step by step. It's I know what I have to do now. I know what I have to do now. Oh, now I have to take my, put my name in. Now I have to wait a bit. Now I have to do that. And then all of a sudden, at puberty, I would say around that time, the desktop theme loads up. And with that desktop theme, the difference is, is that what the mundane person does, or what the beginner witch does, or what the 
non-super witch does is they start to download programs they start to install software they start to build the computer they've always wanted with all of the files on it in their my documents and in their pictures that they've always wanted the difference with the super witch is at that stage the only thing they're concerned with is logging into the google drive because everything's already there yeah it also means that stealing the secrets of a super whip, there, which there's that level of encryption that you think, I know what I'll do, I'll just steal the hard drive or I'll just download this. Or use psychic ability to interact with this person, their computer. I will take a baseball bat and trash the computer and then they'll be fucked. Well, no, it doesn't work like that. Obviously, because <laughs> it's all in the drive, isn't it? But there we go. Non-nerdy people probably will have think that that's even more complicated. So maybe you should do some talking. <laughs> I could talk about an abacus. <laughs> oh yeah, abacus. <laughs> hmm. Hi. Hey. Are we in? Are we? I don't even know where we are. We are now officially in the Patreon, which means that we can get even more elitists. So, Mr. Okay. Elitist Asshole Super Witch, we need to okay. come up with some sort of an acronym. Asshole Elitist Super Witch. <laughs> A-E-S-W? No, All of you A-E-S-Ws out there, this episode, of course, is for you. So how can <laughs> we get even worse and even more elitist than we already have? Wow. Um, okay. So, access to the drive. So, for those those of you who want to work really, really hard to become super witches um, in this lifetime, what you're going to have to do is contend with actually trying to access and maintain access to to your Google Drives. Um, where the rest of this is all stored. Um, so the tricky thing about that is <laughs> it's not normally something that's done in one lifetime. So you're going to have to work really, really hard um, if you're going to want to complete it in this lifetime. If you listen to this and actually, you know, you've had a couple of lifetimes at it and this is where the ones that don't have the innate knowledge um, but witchcraft comes easy to them. Um, you're probably in that category. You've probably had a few lifetimes of trying to establish and maintain that connection. And actually, you know, with a bit of luck, maybe this 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 year's your you know this year's your year. Um, so <laughs> now you sound elitist. <laughs> That's really rude. <laughs> oh come on. You said go more elitist, so that's what I yeah, did. Yeah, I thought you was going to be talking about using your advanced knowledge to go and destroy the patron gods that the Neo-Wiggins and Neon-Pagans <laughs> worship. But, okay, we'll just keep it, kick, it, kick it down a notch and then push it up near the end. Okay. I was going to talk a little bit about, obviously, the Google Drive is what they would think the Akashic Records is, which they'd be right, but then anyone with a Gmail account knows that <laughs> you also have email and maps. And that if you're trying to access the Akashic Records, well done. You've learned everything there is to learn. But that don't mean that you can actually make the SatNav work. Because the SatNav's <laughs> another app that your Gmail account also opens. You see? So this is where the abilities section comes in. Because it ain't all about knowledge. They say knowledge is power. But yes, it but is power. You've, st you've still got to be able to use the knowledge. Yeah. Just yeah. having it, you know, having a big collection of books does not actually necessarily mean that um, you have all the information you could possibly need. You need to actually be able to synthesize that information in order to make it useful. Um, and this is where the kind of switching in and out is tricky. So what you'll find is when me and Liam tend to, when you've had sessions with us, uh, me and Liam tend to kind of free flow in our consultations um, and you'll get all the answers you are, could possibly are, ever want. Free flow or free ball? 
Oh, don't, Liam. <laughs> well, there's a reason why the, ta- the camera only shows the top <laughs> God. Only during the um, summer, guys. Only during the summer. <laughs> We're okay. British. We don't cope well with the sun. No. And if you listen to a certain um, wish was a friend of ours, Sarah Millican, she'd say there's a word for that. She'd say claggy. Hmm. Um, and talc just makes a uh, paste. Um, you've, you've lost my free flowing. <laughs> that was it. Okay, there's several free... things that I want to go into. So you just carry on as best you can, and then if you get stuck because you've forgotten what the fuck we're talking about, other than free balling, um, I'll just add a different go off on a slightly diff- different tangent to other things okay. that are relevant to super witches. We'll just because, continue you know, to... it's like one of those things <laughs> at Comic Relief, you know. You need, we need you to feel sorry for us. Because you, yes. you, you really don't want to know what happens to a super witch when boredom sets in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, I was talking about not free-balling, but free-flowing. Um, yes, and that's that what we it. tend to do when we are in consultation mode. Um, and the reason for that is you it would take too much time for us to actually go and search every question that you ask for. So what we essentially do is kind of hand over a little part of the mainframe. Um, so we have to stay in enough control to actually be able to explain it, which Liam has is much better at that than I am. Um, I go into free flow and you just get words and words and more words um, because my, my my filing system isn't as good as the robots. Um, so I when am people... a robot. Be... I'm very <laughs> user-friendly, Chris. You are very user-friendly. <laughs> I um... was especially in my youth. I'm not sure about these days. <laughs> So, you know, just make sure you change the batteries and you clean it before use um, because you don't know where it's been. Um, yeah, use the toy cleaner. So the what we're talking about there is a case of it, I can't it's kind of goes into search mode, which means that your questions, which is why it's so important when you have mentoring with us, that you have questions and you've given some thought to the questions. Because otherwise, we'll just free flow information at you that is overwhelming. Um, Whereas the more specific you can be with us, then the easier it is for our search database to give you the answer that you're actually after. Um, And if you've thought about it and in enough to actually come up with an intelligent question. And we do have we do have some some of our mentees that are really good at this. And they ask us the most interesting questions that are just wouldn't expect. Um, particularly what, from one a the... mundane. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what you're saying, no. Chris, isn't it? That's what you're basically so... saying. Like, you're like when, when in school, when the teacher says, "That's actually a very intelligent question, Liam. Well done," which basically means. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're on the red table and that's where all the thick kids are. How come you're coming out with a clever question? <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Um, I'm just I translating, did not... Chris. I'm just oh, I did not say that. I'm I translating did not say for that. the slower kids so that might not understand the insults you're coming out with. <laughs> Liam is making, trying to make me out as the more elitist of the two of us, which is probably he is. true. He is, guys. He is the more elitist of the two of us. <laughs> The stuff he comes out with behind the scenes, not about you lot, but about general people, is unbelievable. I always tell you. It makes me cry. I'm the nice one. Still. (laughs) What Liam doesn't like is Liam knows I can go so much worse than I do than I go, and he's always very disappointed that I control myself even with him. Um, So, yes. But the point was supposed to be, was that it was kind of, the more intelligent question is, you take that time as, this is an open database at that point. If you ask the right question, you will learn all sorts of shit. Um, 
that you weren't expecting to get the answer to. But the, that because we free flow in consultations like that, that means that unless you ask it, you aren't getting it because otherwise we have to compute too much in order to actually get there. Um, and we allow you that access when we're doing it, which is why um, the mentorship programme that you're on, and if you aren't on the Patreon and you're not using it, then more the for you. Um, at the end of the day, that's why we offer it behind a payment wall like that, because we just couldn't cope with having to do it all the time. Um, if we provided this as a free service, we still don't charge anywhere near enough for this gold. Um, but yeah, the, the modern day alchemist. <laughs> yes, we don't even need lead. We just turn words into gold. Um, or mundanes. <laughs> which is well, still preferable to a pillar of salt. <laughs> a good piece of wood has a story to tell. Pinocchio. One day it might be a real boy. If you were Sorry. a classical witch, it started off as a real boy and now it's a piece of wood. <laughs> but anyway, right, okay, so yeah, so with regard specifically to answering that question, not that there was a question there, but I'm presuming there will be a question, which is the mentoring thing, as in, okay, if I ask the right questions, you'll answer me, but how do you decide what to say in that? This is where the satnav thing comes in, because the, the satnav is basically viewing the trajectory that you're on. People use a satnav because they want to go somewhere and it takes them there. They look at where they need to go. But remember anyone that's used Google Maps that thinks, I might think about going on holiday somewhere next year. They just type in start end and it will tell them how long to get there. And all of the various places that they can go and the different routes. That's basically what we use. We use that sat-nav on a slightly more advanced level by actually saying, okay, rather than look at our trajectory, we're looking at someone else's trajectory now. And we're building potential models and seeing what's going to happen. So with the psychic work and stuff like that, like whenever we've done psychic readings for people, rather than result with um, reducing ourselves to using the tarot ourselves obviously we would normally use that to show someone the journey and to take them on the journey but with regards to psychic readings if you just want to know the answer then we're not going to go out of our way to make things overly complicated by using tarot cards you're likely to just input what you want to know in google see how long it will take the person to get there what are the best stops for them does the person need to use the toilet every 15 minutes in which case they know which route blah 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 where's this piece of person started where's this person going all of that sort of thing in regards to people's specific magical paths you can do and that i'm going to add one more analogy there because i really like that analogy which is we have a few people often turn up in who don't even though they've got a sat nav and they put the map into the sat nav they decide halfway along the route that they know a better way yes um and therefore go on a detour that takes three extra hours um yes. but they know better than the sat nav um yeah i just kind of wanted to throw that one in because that happens a lot too yes because some people's sat navs also don't show the traffic updates yeah <laughs> and some of them aren't updated at least with the google documents like we're talking about it's all updated but if you've got a sat nav from like 10 years ago that you need to actually the update all the maps and stuff yeah that's the tom tom from like... the tom tom yeah. from the noughties not going to yeah. be useful unless you've no. done this year's updates mm. So, um, which a lot of magical systems attempt to do that. A lot of magical systems say, oh, fuck, our magical practitioners aren't nowhere near up to dealing with maintaining this connection because they need the internet to do that. And fuck that, they can't cope with that, keeping that connection open. So, they try to download stuff and keep on that hard drive, which can be done, but some things is not, there's a price to be paid for that. Um particularly with regards to the beginner witches attempting to pull in information that their brains can't cope with, and then they end up dying of aneurysms and brain hemorrhages. 
Normally the spirit's revenge is normally heart attacks and that. Which I find hilarious because it's literally frightening them to death. Um, but yeah, very often problems with giant downloading information and uh, channeling and psychic work with regards to that very often manifests with brain problems, brain hemorrhages and the like. Um, so, is there anything else you want to add to that before we go off on another tangent? Yeah, I was just I was just going to say there is that kind of um, that burnout. So, like we said, there is that constant kind of upgrade that's required um and even even super witches have that problem um you know some people call that a saturn return um <laughs> but there is there is these uh, there is these kind of um <laughs> user updates kind of you know the ones that you have no choice about the windows ones particularly the ones that aren't going to give you any choice not going to ask permission and they're going to update you regardless of whatever mood you particularly are in that's what we call a saturn return but the um you've got to remember that that needs to still still stay healthy and what a lot of the super witches that burn out um and the same happens with mundanes and people that want to be super witches uh, you know and psychics do it a lot of the time where they've got some natural ability and like i say these aren't the super witches these are the ones that have a natural ability that's probably going to be blood sorcery of some description that has allowed that that um biology to have met that point but they kind of we're not talking about kind of rudimentary natural ability but the the same rules apply if you happen to be in one of those kind of groups then there is this burnout um, and to consider that you are constantly updating. The difference with super witches is we're a little bit more aware of it. Um, at least most of us are. It depends mm. how good at this you were in previous lifetimes. If you're a super witch, so it's always been a bit shit. <laughs> if you are a super witch, then that's basically your human body would be a laptop. If you had a, an iPhone, you might be a fae. It might be in a fae body. Or, you know... <laughs> The equivalent of a fey body. Uh, but with your laptop, you're in human mode. And you may have had other laptops, or this might be the first laptop. But just because this is the first laptop doesn't mean that you didn't buy it with the login details to your Google account, you see. Most people think, well, out of all of the things that were in existence and are in existence, ever will be in existence... Obviously, you must have to go for at least 10 human lives in order to get to Super Witch. Well, maybe, but what if you never got to that level being human? Maybe you got to that level doing something else or being something else. And then you thought, fuck it, I'll give this human thing a go. But I'll visit human in Super Witch mode. God mode, I think they call it in games, but that's just too elitist. <laughs> um... With regards to what you were saying, Chris, as well, with the Saturn return thing and that, physical changes occur in the human body. Obviously, we age and so on and so forth. Same when you buy a computer is not the same when it's pristine to five years down the road when everything starts getting slower, the chips stop working, the US one of the USB ports go. The difference is, of course, the Super Witch can download the schematics of the computer from the internet from their drive understand it and can repair it hence why with super witches they have a tendency to augment their physical bodies um but still it's still a laptop it's still a computer and you can access certain things on a computer using a computer in interface that you can on an iphone hence perhaps occasionally some of the reasons why people might decide to or things might decide to incarnate as a laptop i mean human that's a bit complicated okay. i kind of want to complicate it further go on then do it so we jump around talking about the trunk and the trees um now the bit that we don't talk about so much is when we get to forest mode can't see um, the forest through the trees, Chris. <laughs> so when you get to the forest mode, um, what you're starting to talk about there is where not only can you understand 
um, all all the times that, you know, branches within this universe um, and branches within other universes. When you get to that point where you're starting to be able to access information that's held when not incarnated um, is when the forest starts to come in. Um, <laughs> because in so, the forest, the forest isn't necessarily just make up, made up of the same type of tree, I guess, is it? No, not at all. In which case, that really then starts to fuck shit up. Um, now, I must say, there aren't that many super witches that have access to forest mode. Um, <laughs> Are we actually calling it forest mode now? <laughs> I really want to call it forest mode. Okay, we'll, we'll, Is it we'll bad start. that I called that forest mode? It's just because lots it's of lovable. when we've had this, when we've had these comp. <laughs> When we've had these conversations and you always go, oh, well, that's nothing compared to the forest. And we're like, and I'm always like, Liam, please don't talk about the forest (laughs) because that requires, you know, a PhD in physics to even start to open the introduction page (laughs) to forest mode. But Chris, as a former tree surgeon, I like talking about the forest because I used to chop so many of them down in my previous job role. <laughs> now that's elitist. Oh, don't. We can't go there because one, and then we before that, before that, crazy. it wasn't so much about forestry as in, you know, cutting them down. Back then it was about planting them in the first place. Now that's fucking elitist. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, I did just do exactly what I thought I was going to do, which is push this into crazy land. Yeah. Um, I don't think if if <laughs> if if all our patrons unsubscribe tomorrow, I will not be surprised um, because this probably takes shit to the a level that is, yeah. Um, this is what the, the occult reason... ramblings is normally like, isn't it? So <laughs> I kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to skip forest mode? Let's skip the rest of forest mode. Whatever you called it. (laughs) Just because I kind of just wanted to kind of put it out there as a teaser. um, Because this is why we struggle with the whole intermediate. When when am I no longer... um, When do I... what, What do you call it? Graduate from beginner class. Um, when do you complete and get your foundation certificate? This is this is why this is difficult for us when we start talking about crossing the abyss is when you get to the end of foundation is because but everything beyond that... that is the end of foundation <laughs> because there's so much to learn um, and then you'll spend the entire of the intermediate class um, <laughs> forgetting everything you said in the foundation level um, like you do when you go make that trip from kind of college to university, etc. And then kind of when you get to the advanced point, then you're starting to go, OK, I've got a doctorate now. All that stuff we learn in the foundation intermediate blocks is complete bollocks. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's a process. We don't judge you um, based on where you're at. What are I mean? Uh, joy it's to not these, where you start these days. From, it's where you're it's where you going get or end up. That's what yeah. we judge you on. Yeah, <laughs> and how willing, how hard you're willing to work in order to actually get to your goal. So obviously, we could be super, super elitist and tell you where your maximum level's going to be, and actually, you know, tell you that you're completely wasting your time. But we wouldn't do that. <laughs> Because neither me or Liam have a quota to meet. So we can just enjoy the journey quota. with you. Don't you <laughs> I have, don't a, have kill a kill quota? quota. Oh, I don't okay. have a kill That's quota. just a hobby, is it? It's just a hobby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pastime. Keeps, you know, work for idle thumbs and all that. Mm. This is what happens when I said the, the dangers of super witches getting bored. <laughs> yeah. We, Which... rip, we rip holes in universes. Which which brings me into 
morality and ethics because this is where the mundane struggle because they think but but human morality human ethics things dying destroying something fucking people up that's terrible but you need to kind of think but literally if i waited long enough that person's gonna die reincarnate so die again be just as boring as they were going to be last time you know it's kind of like okay the wind is pushing that swing backwards and forwards very slowly and you think okay i might just come along and get that thing and and swing and push it and then it goes like that and then it settles again it goes back to normal we're kind of talking about that we're kind of talking about why am i walking past the swing why don't i just walk through the swing and push it out of my way that's where morality and ethics comes in because that's when super witches kind of think well a, I know that I'm not going to get in trouble for anything because no one on my level gives a shit enough to stop me. So there's no repercussions. There's that I know the system's going to work out anyway and balance the equation. So it doesn't really matter that way anyway. So why have I got an incentive to conform to human ideas of ethics and morality? And that's when the super witches think, hmm... Now, here's something that I struggle with. Why does one conform to human ethics and morality? When in Rome, do as Romans do. Exactly. When in Rome, do as Romans do. So, as far as I'm concerned, you've you've decided to take a break and, and come down here and slum it with the Slum it with humans, and you got to do going something on while a baker's you're here. Dolphin tinsel and turkey weekend. Obviously, you know it's below you, but you still want to see how the other half live. Yeah. <laughs> Shits and giggles. Like for for me, it's often. Well, how much has it changed? Does it still taste the same? Have they watered it down? Um, you know, they've made the Rolos smaller. Do they still taste as good? You know, like that's my feels about it. Oh, I get less for the same amount of money, but do they taste as good? Have they changed the recipe? Um, you just kind of have to relive those things. You know me, I do that one flavour at a time. Um, and I have to suffer the consequences of that. But that's just because why not live dangerously? Rock and roll. Right, I think we've got time for one more mini subject with regards to the woes and aches and pains and difficulties it is being a super witch. So where else do you want to go with this? Because we will start and we have put a lot of stuff out there for beginners and non-super witches and all of that kind of thing. So we thought we would just focus on the super witches today. Um, we will do some for complete beginners on their completely new magical virgin path as well on the No Holds Barred Witchcraft group and podcast and everything. So don't worry about that. It's not all about elitism. We do do other stuff as well. But what's the last thing to kind of end on that they need to be aware of with regards to super witches? Contracts. Oh, contracts. Discuss in two minutes. (laughs) In two minutes. But a specific part of it. So the concept which most people will be going and going, oh, but why does it matter, Liam? Because, you know, if you've done it all and come back, what are you here for? The answer is normally, except when you're me and I'm on holiday. Working in the Um, public sector. This is a cruise. (laughs) I'd say working in the public sector for me, of course. Yeah. So at this point, it is, it's what kind of contract you're on. So where lots of people talk about contracts, they talk about magical contracts. Um, and they talk about, obviously, that they've made this deal with certain deity and all this kind of bollocks. Um, but what they forget is the kind of, you know, universal contracts. And by that, I mean the ones you make with the universe that you entered um 
Or all of the other advanced witches, you mean? You mean with the forest? <laughs> with the forest. Colluding with the you forest. Have, you have the conversation with the forest and you go, come on, it's your turn, Dave. You you haven't been for 2,000 years. It's your turn. We've all been. And, and we're all currently still there. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> don't do multiple dimensions. We haven't got time for that. Okay. Um, we were like, come on, Dave. Um, you you lost the potluck. Um, you're going to Earth for 100 years. See you yeah, later, Jesus Dave. Jesus went last time, didn't he? Now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so there are all different kinds of contracts. So, you know, these are the ones we're talking about. So we're not talking about ones with, with the universe, with the, with the deity where... It's some kind of enforced servitude. Um, these are voluntary contra- uh, contracts. And by voluntary, I mean, you know, like Liam has got bills to pay um, or is doing community service. Whereas some of us are here because it's a fun cruise. Let's see the arc again. Because we were told the dinosaurs were fun. Um, come on, let's face it. Humanity is still a dinosaur. Um, yeah. But that was the bit I was going at, because people to kind of, well, we're going to do an entire episode on contracts at some point, aren't we? But kind of, because it's a really big subject. But in in terms of super witches, this this is where you know the kind of Jesus situations happen. You know where they, someone goes, "Come on, Jesus, um, it's your turn. Take one for the team. Go and show these people what." A one god system looks like because they haven't had one of them for a while um you know this those is kind of so fucking elitist now this has gone into this has gone to some <laughs> other fucking level because you're essentially declaring yourself a god at this point i'm not and Jesus. i don't think even one of the minor ones like we discussed on feisty witches i think this is like mid-range upper level god as well <laughs> Let's not go there. I did not say I was Jesus. I am not Jesus. I would never be seen dead in sandals. No, essentially you and... said you're Jesus' replacement. <laughs> no, I didn't say I was Jesus. I said that's the sort of contracts people get put on. Ah, uh, yes. It was an example of a contract. I'm on here on holiday. I've told you I'm not working. I thought this you was on work. the run. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not on the run. How rude. You make it sound like I'm a really bad person. I thought, you know, like in EastEnders, on the (laughs) soap operas and stuff, like uh, the character does something really bad, but they don't want to kill him off because obviously they're integral to the history of the show. So they just make him fuck (laughs) off and do a runner to Spain for like two or three years, which really means that the actor is trying to conquer America and fucks up and then comes back. I thought you were like on holiday, in inverted commas, and um, actually on the run because you're avoiding other things. No. No? I'm on holiday. You're on, on holiday. holiday. That's what he said holiday. when he came in through the, um, uh, what is it, arrivals and checked in. <laughs> Business or pleasure, sir? I'm on holiday. Business or pleasure, sir? I'm on holiday. Okay, fuck <laughs> off then. Go on. <laughs> off you go. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> Are you staying with friends? I'm on holiday. Sure. <laughs> I might look a couple of people up whilst I'm here. What's it to you, Buster? <laughs> By the way, I know your boss. <laughs> I don't talk to the plebs. Don't be silly. Why would I talk into a checking guy at the desk? I have people for that. Yeah, you arrive on a private flight, don't you? And then you don't have to do any of the check-in stuff or get your luggage or anything. Yeah. The sort of the the sort of flight Which that's not on any list. Which is what we call immaculate conception <laughs> <laughs> in the mundane world. <laughs> I believe Shakespeare yeah. said, "Not of woman birth." <laughs> For other such types of arrival, because maybe you might not come from a chartered 
you now. You might not come from a chartered private plane. You might come from a chartered yacht instead. There are various many interesting ways to come. It <laughs> means that you don't have to check in <laughs> upon arrival. <laughs> as long as there are no cars, I'm not so good with vehicles. I don't do buses. Don't do, don't do cars. A yacht I could live with. I prefer spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> They haven't really invented those yet. They do have spaceships these days, but they're not really very good. They don't go very far. Oh, they don't do warp drive yet. No, oh. no warp drive. Ruined. Now, they're moaning about the emissions Dinosaurs. thing in this century with all the fossil fuels. Imagine <laughs> when it comes to working out that warp drive actually disrupts the fabric of subspace. I mean, that might be quite something. <laughs> Oh dear, you may have to cut some of this out. I don't think this should be in here. Ah, uh, fuck it, I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> yeah, it's currently anyway. on one hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that was that was how I wanted to end it, because I thought that would be interesting. It'll give them food for thought. Yes, food for thought. They can look through all those old history books and see if they can find me. Maybe. Um, and maybe whilst they're uh, trying to work out how to make their first abracadabra spell work, they can re-listen to this podcast and think, hmm, <laughs> I have a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but first things first, wiggle your big toe. I mean, first things first, learn the abracadabra charm and then learn the upside down abracadabra charm and then learn both of them at the same time and then we'll progress you on to a candle spell. How's that? Yeah. Yay. Right. And eventually you'll learn how to rip a hole in the universe. Yes. Safely. With full PPE. Personal yes. protective equipment. Big rubber glove. Yes. Right. So I think that's officially it then. So goodbye for another week.